The Bible tells us that once when the Jewish people were going through extremely difficult days, God gave them a beautiful promise in the book of Hosea. He said, I will transform the valley of trouble into a gateway of hope. Did you know that God will do this for you too if you'll trust him? He'll turn your difficulty into a door, a door to a better life. Your adversity will become the access point to better days. Anybody can bring good out of good, but God specializes in bringing good out of bad situations. He can change the opposition you face into an opening for new opportunities. He can open up a path through problems that seem impossible to get around. And as you listen to this broadcast each day and you take the steps toward new hope, I am excited to lead you as a friend on this spiritual journey. I want you to remember what God has said in his word. Watch out for the new things I'm going to do. It's happening already. You can see it now. I will make a road through the wilderness and give you streams of water in the desert. This is Daily Hope, and I'm Rick Warren. Today on Daily Hope with Pastor Rick Warren. We're continuing in a series called Shape to Make a Difference. This is part two of a three-part message called Unwrapping Your Spiritual Gifts. It's taken from various portions of Scripture. And now, here's Rick Warren. Spiritual gifts produce spiritual results. For instance, have you ever noticed the difference between a Bible teacher and a spiritually gifted Bible teacher? Big difference. Big difference. The difference is the difference between information and transformation. A teacher can give you information, but when you're gifted at teaching the Bible, it transforms people's lives. It changes them on the inside. It has an additional power to it that just normal teaching doesn't have. In fact, I know a lot of people who are great teachers in school or in college or business, and they're professional teachers, but they don't have the spiritual gift of teaching. And so it's not the same thing. You can be good in one and not good in the other. Have you ever noticed the difference between somebody who is naturally good at singing and somebody who had the spiritual gift of, say, encouragement or, or exhortation while they sang? Do you notice the difference in the singing? Oh, yeah. Why is it some people sing, oh, yeah, that was okay. And other people saying, you know, whoa, I just felt that in my heart. It just grabbed me. They had the gift inside them. And it has a, the, when, when you hear somebody who's a really good singer, you go, wow. When you hear somebody who is spiritually gifted in this, you, you go, wow, God. It draws your attention to God. You go, what a great God. It draws the focus onto God himself. Have you ever tried to see the difference and notice the difference between somebody who tried to encourage you and somebody who had the spiritual gift of encouragement? You know, some people, they try to encourage you and you just want to say, thanks, but no thanks. You know, you're not really encouraging me. You're not helping me right now. In fact, you're kind of messing it up. Okay, so just be quiet and sit here, all right? This is what God says, I give you gifts to do. They're additional power to do the purpose God has for you. Now, we're going to look at that today. But before you do, I want us to just celebrate all these gifts. The gift of salvation, of freedom, of fellowship, the gift of forgiveness, the gift of eternal life, the gift of God's spirit. 
All of the good gifts that God gives us, God says, I give them to you and he is a good God. You know, if anybody ought to be partying, it ought to be people who know the Lord. Because we got all these things. I mean, you know, we got forgiveness of the past. We got a home in heaven. We got a purpose for living. I mean, you know, if you go to a ball game, you can shout and hoop and holler and you can raise your hands and nobody thinks you're nuts. They say, oh, he's just a fan. (laughs) Then you come to church, you go. Because you don't want to be a fanatic. Some of you are even afraid to clap. Now, I know you're uncoordinated. I know you can't do it, but just try it anyway next time, okay? Four reasons why you need to know your spiritual gifts. Four reasons. Number one, because they shape your work. They shape your work. As I said last week, an architecture form follows function. Tell me what you want to use the building for, and I'll tell you how to build it. But in human beings, it's the exact opposite. Function follows form. Figure out how God shaped you, how he wired you, what he's given you in gifts, heart, personality, experiences, abilities, and then you'll know what you're supposed to do with your life. Your, your, your spiritual gifts shape your work. Now, Jesus said this here on the screen. He said, I must work the work of the one who sent me to earth while there is still time. He says, I got to work the works of the one who sent me. He said, you know what? Life doesn't last forever. You're only here for a while. Then you're going into eternity. He goes, I got to get the job done while I'm here because I'm not going to have forever. That's true of you too. In fact, Paul said this, St. Paul, he said, life is worth nothing. It's worth nothing unless I use it for doing the work assigned me by the Lord Jesus. Did you know that God has work for you to do? Specific work that he wants you to do while you're on this planet and nobody else can do that work? It's called your life's work. God doesn't put people on earth without giving them a life's work. And your life's work involves your job, your career, it involves your, um, your ministry, your mission, all these different things. And, and God says, I put you on earth. Did you know that God has work for you to do? Work is a part of God's purpose for your life. He didn't put you on earth just to be a placeholder, just to take up space, just to use resources, to be a cipher. No, he put you here to make a contribution. You say, what, am I spo- what contribution am I supposed to make? Based on your shape. Now, God never gives you a task or work to do without giving you the ability to do it. And that's called your spiritual gifts. And as I said, they're laying dormant in you until you decide to discover them and develop them. Surveys have shown, many, many surveys have shown that in America, most people, most Americans are in the wrong job. They're in a job they're not shaped to do. They're in a job primarily for economic reasons, not because it's fulfilling, not because they're good at it, not because they're shaped at it, but because it's just putting bread on the table. Let me say this to you. It's not like you're living in a number of countries that I could mention to you where you don't have the freedom. If you're in a job that's not using your talent, your abilities, the shape that God has given you, your spiritual gifts, get out of it. Life is too short to waste your life on a job that doesn't express who you are made to be. Get out of it. 
Even if it means taking a cut and pay, even if it means selling your home, even if it means moving out of Orange County, get out of it. Life is too short and your life is too important. God did not put you on earth to make money. The greatest things in life aren't things. But what matters is what God has shaped you to do. I want you to write this down on your outline. My gift is the power to bless others. My gift is the power to bless others. If you are a believer, every one of you have that spiritual gift, at least one, and you probably have many. And it is the development of your spiritual gifts, those abilities that God has given you, that blesses other people. That's Pastor Rick Warren with a portion of today's message called Unwrapping Your Spiritual Gifts. It's from the series Shape to Make a Difference. We'll continue with more in just a moment. But right now, you know this broadcast isn't the only place to hear Daily Hope. Check out rickwarren.org and you can learn what it means to be saved, listen to other Daily Hope broadcasts, request prayer, or shop our online store for CDs, Bible studies, MP3s, books, and more. Plus, you can also sign up for Rick's free daily email devotional. So visit us online anytime. rickwarren.org You can also email Rick anytime at rick at rickwarren.org. He would love to hear your story. You know, there's more Daily Hope with Rick Warren in just a moment. So what's your shape? Your shape is a combination of your spiritual gifts, heart, abilities, personality, and experiences. Working with Rick Warren, Pastor Eric Reese put together a six-session DVD and study guide based on Rick's teaching called Shape, Finding and Fulfilling Your Unique Purpose for Life. This empowering teaching gives you the tools you need to unlock and understand your God-given potential. The Shape DVD and Study Guide are in one kit and is our gift to thank you for your donation to support this broadcast. So please request your kit when you call 800-600-5004. Once again, Pastor Rick Warren. I want you to write this down on your outline. My gift is the power to bless others. My gift is the power to bless others. If you are a believer, every one of you have that spiritual gift, at least one, and you probably have many. And it is the development of your spiritual gifts, those abilities that God has given you, that blesses other people. Now the Bible says this, there on your outline in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Let's read it aloud together. There are different spiritual gifts but the same Spirit gives them. There are different ways of serving, yet the same Lord is served. There are different types of work to do, but the same God produces every gift in every person. Now there's a word that's used three times in that verse. I want you to circle. It's the word different. There are different spiritual gifts. There are different ways of serving. And there are different types of work to do. Now, we're all called to serve God, we're just called to serve God in different ways. So don't try to copy anybody else. Don't try to be like anybody else, you're unique. When you read a biography, you go, wow, I wish I could pray like that, I wish I could do that. Don't, because God didn't make you to be that person. God made you to be you. Now, knowing your spiritual gifts answers questions like, what's God's will for my life? What does God want me to do with my life? What kind of job, what kind of career should I have? What should be my ministry? What should be my mission in the world? Gifts explain where you're supposed to be headed. They shape your work. 
Now, they not only do that, they explain why people see things differently. It's why you get in fights with your girlfriend or your boyfriend, or you get in fights with your wife or your husband or people at work, because people are gifted differently. And even when you don't know what your spiritual gifts are, you always approach it, approach problems from your giftedness. You always do. And that's why two people can approach the same problem and they see it from a different angle because they're gifted in different ways and you always approach problems with your gifts. For instance, if I invited a bunch of you over for dinner tonight at my house, and uh, we're sitting around the table and somebody serves a dessert and they spill it. Now, if you had seven people or six people sitting around that table and each one of them had a different gift, they'd respond in a different way. For instance, if you had the spiritual gift of exhortation, you'd be likely to say, well, that's what happens when you're not careful. <laughs> because people with that gift are always figuring out how to correct something. On the other hand, if you had the spiritual gift of mercy, you'd be going, oh, it's okay, don't worry about it, everybody does that. And your, your goal is to relieve embarrassment if you have the gift of mercy. Now, if you have the gift of serving, you would probably immediately say, here, let me help you clean it up. Because that's your goal, to help meet a, a practical need. On the other hand, if you had the spiritual gift of teaching, you'd probably say, now the reason it fell over is because <laughs> It was too heavy on one side. And you're always trying to figure out why on everything, if you've got that, that gift. If you have the gift, the spiritual gift of giving, you'd say, well, don't worry, I'll be glad to go buy another dessert. Be right back. And you, you know, you're trying to meet a practical need. If you had the spiritual gift of administration, and the Bible says that is a spiritual gift. It's different from human management. It is the spiritual gift of administration that God gives you to organize things. And if you had the spiritual gift of administration, you'd probably say, um, Jim, you go get the mop, Sue, you make a new dessert, Betty, you help me clean this up, you know. <laughs> you know, in every small group, God puts at least one person with the gift of administration. It's true. In every small group, somebody has the gift of administration because God says we're gonna organize this to achieve a, a group goal. Now. Not only does your spiritual gift shape your work, it actually shows your worth. That's the second thing. It shows your worth. Your gifts show your worth. They show how valuable you are because God has put some valuable gifts in your life. Now the reason why you have value is because of what God says about you, not because of what other people say about you. See, today, many people lack self-esteem. They don't feel good about themselves because they're always trying to pump themselves up by the kind of clothes they wear, the kind of car they drive, uh, the kind of things they say, the way they look. They're always trying to pump themselves up to make them feel better about themselves because they really don't accept themselves. And so real self-esteem comes from three things. Number one, God created you and thought up every one of the details of your life before you were born. Uh, number two, Jesus died for you, which shows your value. And number three, God's spirit lives in you. And he has gifted you with certain spiritual gifts. And that shows your value. If you're a parent, you should teach what I just told you to your children as soon as you can. Because when they understand God made me, I'm unique, nobody else is like me, then I don't have to compare or compete or criticize and I don't have to project onto others, and I don't have to copy. Amen. You see, as I said last week, most of us start off as originals, but end up as carbon copies. 
God made you to be you. By the time you get out of school, you're already a bunch of what other people want you to be. Your parents, your friends, and everybody else. God says, no, 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 you're missing it. I wanted you to be you. And he says, I don't want you doing three things. First, don't copy. Second, don't compare. And third, don't project. Now, copying is saying, I wish I were like you. And projection is when you say, I wish you were like me. And we do that too. We do gift projection. We say, you should feel the way about this the way I do. That causes a lot of arguments. (laughs) You should see this the way I see it. You should care about it the way I care about it, and on and on. But these things show your worth. And when your kids come to know Christ, help them to realize that they have spiritual gifts. An eight-year-old has spiritual gifts if he knows the Lord. And they can begin to make a spiritual contribution. Look up here on the screen. The Bible says we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things he planned for us to do long ago. Now, you know, the Bible, the New Testament part of it was written originally in Greek, the Old Testament in Hebrew. And the Greek word uh, for masterpiece there is the Greek word poema. It's the word we get poem from. God says, you're my poem. God says, you're my work of art. He says, you're my masterpiece. I don't want you copying somebody else. You're my masterpiece. And I've put some gifts in you, some hard abilities, personality experiences, and I want you to use it. And it shows your worth. Now, every part of the body is needed. We're all needed. Look at this verse. The Bible says we're all parts of Christ's body. The Bible calls the church the body of Christ. You know, hands, legs, arms. We are all part of Christ's body, and it takes every one of us to make it complete. In other words, hand can't say to the foot, I don't need you, and the ear can't say to the eye, I don't need you. And every part of the body is necessary. For we each have different work to do. There's that differences again. So, we belong to each other, and each needs all the others. You are needed. You're needed in this church. You are needed in this community. You are needed in this county. You are needed in this world. If you weren't needed, God would not have made you. I want everybody to just say, I'm needed. Go ahead, say that. I'm needed. You are. You're needed. We need you in this church. Say, oh, Saddleback's so big. How could it possibly need me? Because he brought you here. He didn't bring you here to just sit and soak and sour. He brought you here to make a contribution with your life. And everybody is needed. Now, there are no little people in the family of God. Every part, every role is important. How can you say, well, you know, fingernail is not important on a body. Ever lost a fingernail? Hurts. Okay? Every part is necessary. Do you know what the most important light is in my house? It's not the big chandelier in the in the dining room. It's that little dinky light I turn on every night so that when I get up to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, I don't stub my toe. You know? I mean, that's important when you gotta pee. Now, can you say pee in church? Where's K? Uh, You know, I'm sorry, but you know, pee. Um, You know, You may be sitting next to somebody and you're going, this person next to me at Saddleback, they're a chandelier. I'm just a little pea light. 
it's, uh, what do you call it? Nightlight. Okay, nightlight. I can't think of what they call them. Nightlight. Okay, I'm just a little nightlight. P. You know what? It doesn't, you know, when I always say the most important light is that little night light, Tom always says, Rick, you're lying because the most important light in the house to you is the one that when you open the refrigerator door, it comes on. <laughs> Look at this verse up here on the screen. The Bible says this, each of us finds our meaning. You need to know the meaning of your life. Each of us finds our meaning and function in life as a part of his body. In other words, you're only going to find it when you get connected to others in his family, God's family. But as a chopped off finger or cut off toe, we wouldn't amount to much, would we? So since we find ourselves fashioned, that's shaped into these excellently formed or shaped and marvelously functioning parts of Christ's body, Let's just go ahead and be what we're made to be without enviously or pridefully comparing ourselves with each other or trying to be something we aren't. It's just going to give up the charade, give up the fake, and give up the phoniness. Stop pretending. Just be what God made you to be. Why? Because God says when you do that, it shapes your work and it shows your worth. There's a third thing why you need to know your spiritual gifts. Because they share your worship. They share your worship. What do I mean by that? When you use the gifts that God has given you, it is actually an act of worship. That's Pastor Rick Warren with Daily Hope. We'll wrap up today's program with a quick preview of Monday's program, Part 3 of Unwrapping Your Spiritual Gifts. This is the last part of this message, so be sure to join us. But now, I would love to tell you about the Daily Hope website. It's rickwarren.org. Log on today, and you can get today's entire message, get message notes, social media links, and you can sign up for Rick's free Daily Hope devotional, which is great. So visit us anytime at rickwarren.org. And please don't forget that Rick wants to send you a very special gift to thank you for your donation supporting this Daily Hope broadcast. And it's the Shape to Make a Difference study kit by Saddleback Pastor Eric Reese, the perfect companion to the series you're hearing this month. You know, we all have a shape. And Shape to Make a Difference gives you tools you need to unlock your unique shape for doing exactly what God has created you to do. This includes discovering your spiritual gifts, clarifying what you have a heart for, recognizing your abilities, defining your personality type, and understanding how your life experiences can all be used to help others. You can't be good at everything, and you were absolutely shaped the way you are for a reason. So when you tap into the way God has shaped you and the secrets of your own personal makeup, you can discover the path to a life of unimagined purpose, impact, and fulfillment. So please request your copy of Shape to Make a Difference when you call with your donation to support Daily Hope, 800-600-5004. You know, this ministry is a 100% listener-supported broadcast, so your support is so very important. And we would love the chance to show you that we really appreciate you by sending you the Shape to Make a Difference study kit. Call now and request it at 800-600-5004. And if you can please consider giving just a little more to help keep Daily Hope on your station. And now with a quick preview of tomorrow's message, here's Pastor Rick. Remember in Chariots of Fire, that guy Eric Little, the the runner said, 
I was made by God to run. And he said, when I run, I feel God's pleasure. God shaped some guys to serve. They're just good at it. And I think when, when God looks at him, he's going, that is so cool. I made the waves. I made the surfer. Look at this. This is cool. You don't have to always be doing something spiritual. Quote. That's next time. Be sure to join us again as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Daily Hope Ministries and listeners like you.